Welcome to the RICO 12 Shares Podcast. This is an open to all addictions and afflictions sharing meeting. If you would like to record a share or a recovery prayer for RICO 12 Shares, please go to www.rico12.com forward slash shares and follow the links there or click on the link in the show notes. RICO 12 Shares is not a dumping ground for problems, nor is it a place for storytelling. RICO 12 Shares is not a place for crosstalk or contacting others. RICO 12 Shares is not a place to promote or proselytize any products, services, or specific religions. RICO 12 Shares is a place to share and hear the solution, your experience, strength, and hope. RICO 12 Shares is a short shares-only meeting closed out with a recovery prayer that is recorded by any one of our participants or audience members. The RICO 12 family of recovery services is supported by participants and listeners. To become a supporter, what we call a RICO 12 spearhead, please go to www.rico12.com forward slash support or click on the link in the show notes. It is now time to share. RICO 12 shares. Hello, my name is Bob. I'm a recovering alcoholic. I hit a bottom and I came into the rooms confused and lost. As I went to my meeting, I would go in the back of the room and sit there and listen. I had trouble identifying with people who had time, years, but it was the people with days and weeks that gave me hope. It was during the winter in my early recovery that I was in a meeting in a hospital in New Jersey. I had a a coat on with a hood and I sat way in the back and I had enough of it. I didn't want to get up. I wanted to leave. I wanted to leave the meeting, but I I, I didn't. I, I, I just stood there. It seemed like the meeting went on for 10 hours. And at the end of the meeting, just before it closed, they read how it works. And it was a big meeting. There was a lot of people, but it was as if they were talking to me. I remember turning around and there was no one else there. And it renewed my spirit. Shortly after, I went to another meeting in another place and the magic happened. I walked in, head down, feeling less than human. And they greeted me with kindness. There were no words spoken. They grabbed my hand, they gave me a hug, they smiled, and I felt love. I hadn't felt anything like that in a long time. It renewed me. I realized later in my recovery that what they saw in me, they saw in themselves. As 90 days came about, I joined the meeting and I celebrated there. And shortly after, I went to my first business meeting. And of course, I sat way in the back. And one of the old timers said to me, Kay, kid, how much time you got? I said, well, I have a couple of months now. And he said, you're going to run this meeting, this speaker's meeting. And I said, oh, no, I can't do that. I, I, I can't do that. He said, no, kid, it'll be good for you. That was probably the greatest act that the 12-step fellowship ever gave me the opportunity to do service. And so I became part of a community, new friends, and a new purpose to my life. 
and it was a healing for me. As time went on, I remembered that, and we became, and me and those friends became the pillars of that group on our way, on our journey on recovery. In my time in recovery, I would do performance theater on recovery and reach tens of thousands of people across the United States with my friends that I had met on the journey. We would remain anonymous. We wouldn't seek payment. And we would depict the misery, but more importantly, recovery. My name is Bob. I am a recovering alcoholic. Rico 12 shares. Hi, my name is Lynette, and I'm a sex, love, and codependent addict, recovering one day at a time in this program. I feel very blessed to be here to share my experience, strength, and hope, and mainly the solution. The big book gives us directions and literally is a roadmap of instructions on how to live in the 12 steps. Today, I'm going to touch on step 10. For me, step 10 is reflecting on my day at the end of the night and taking that inventory of how I showed up in my life for the day. As addicts, we don't always take these instructions, but when we do, we find that life takes on new meaning. It takes work to hold yourself accountable for your thoughts and behavior, not only to yourself, but to others in God. Being able to ask ourselves, were we resentful today? Were we thinking only of ourselves most of the time? This helps us to see where we are still allowing ourselves to run the show. I look forward now to doing my 10th step, getting to see where I'm still relying on myself or being selfish or self-seeking. Taking a review of my day and seeing where I could have done better and taking that inventory to do better tomorrow. I do as the big book says on page 86. Be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. After making our review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should be taken. We don't shame or beat ourselves up anymore. We simply hand it over to God. Being honest was something I was not used to. With step 10, I no longer am keeping secrets that would derail my program. And I say program versus recovery because I never know what the next day will bring forward. I do know I have tools in God to to rest upon versus my self-will. Rico 12 shares. I'm Sam K. I am a child of God and addicted to lust. I was reading in Step Into Action, Step 10, page 145, and my higher power led me to notice certain things and create five degrees of honesty based on the second and third paragraphs. I'm going to go ahead and read them to you. I wrote them down as they came to my mind. There wasn't any preparation, and I did pray to know what um, throughout what I should be writing. The first one is become honest. We have a problem we cannot control. Two, look honestly at all our beliefs that allow this problem to persist. Three, create an honest relationship with our maker. Four, Practice rigorous honesty with ourselves, God, and others within the realms of commission, omission, and assent. Five, become an honest person by reviewing one through four on an ongoing basis. 
And to give some explanation, the realms of commission, omission, and assent refer to the fact that I can lie openly, say something that isn't true. I can omit something that is true. I can also do neither of those and say the truth in a way that leads somebody to believe a certain thing, and that's assent. So my higher power had me look at the first words of those five degrees of honesty. And these are what they are. I went ahead and wrote down their definitions, and it gave more light to how I can work step 10. To become, to undergo change or development. And I have to become honest that I have a problem or that something needs to change in order to even take any of these steps. To look, to direct one's attention. I have to be able to notice my beliefs and notice problems or faulty beliefs because I often have beliefs that can go unnoticed my whole life unless I actually start directing my attention to it. Create, to produce or bring about by a course of action or behavior. So I need to create an honest relationship with my maker. I need to bring it about and that takes action. I can't wait for my maker to make it happen or anybody else, but I have to actually look at my beliefs and do something to make my relationship better. Practice. To perform or work at repeatedly so as to become proficient. I have to practice rigorous honesty in order to become proficient at it. This is not something that is easy nor something that will happen quickly, but it takes practice. And then lastly, to become. I become an honest person by reviewing four through five, one through four. And becoming, again, is to undergo change or development, which brings it all back full circle where I undergo change or development. I'm able to become a more honest person. I'm able to look better. I'm able to create a better relationship. I'm able to practice better. And then I become a more honest person. And this takes action and it takes daily work. I'm Sam and I'll pass. Rico 12 shares. Hi, I'm Brayden. I am a sexaholic. Um, my primary addictions and forms of acting out are pornography, masturbation, and lust. Um, one of the things that has been really key to my recovery lately that has come up in my sponsorship work as I've worked with some sponsees and as I've worked with friends who are also addicts uh, who don't necessarily go to 12-step meetings or anything like that um, is the idea of being able to trust my higher power. Um, when I did steps two and three with my sponsor, it became very obvious to me that, and to my sponsor, he pointed it out to me, um, that I knew that I could trust my higher power, but that is very different than being able to trust my higher power and actively trusting my higher power. And so I had a lot of work to do. Um, I went through an exercise with my sponsor to determine what what were the – if I had to give my higher power a performance review on how he had been doing in my life and how he had been helping me, what would the outcome be? And I, we determined that he, he had done a pretty poor job. And that wasn't because I believed in the wrong God or was part of the wrong religion or anything like that. 
it was because I had so many misconceptions and baggage and resentment towards my higher power and that I, that I wasn't truly actively trusting him anymore. And so I had to basically come up with an idea of who a God that I could trust might be and see if that applied to the God that I knew how to connect with. And the way that I started interacting with my higher power changed uh, dramatically. You know, I, I no longer just said prayers. I was actually praying. I was actually just talking to my higher power like a friend, really communicating with him. Um, I was able to open up to him and and my surrenders changed. And I think that that fundamentally is what is the key to my recovery, honestly. Uh, when I first started trying to surrender, I would say the words that I would hear other people say when they surrendered, but I didn't really know what that meant. It, it wasn't really doing anything for me. I was just saying the words. And that's because in order to surrender, I have to let go of something. I have to let go of um, something I can't control or or something like that. And in order to let go of that that thing, it was very, very difficult for me to do so without knowing where the thing I was going to let go of was going to go. Who was going to pick it up? Who's going to take care of it? If no one is paying attention to these things that I care so much about, who's going to take care of it? Um, but as soon as I healed that relationship with my higher power and was able to actively trust my higher power, surrender became second nature. I was able to let go of those things and say, my higher power will take care of it. And I know he will because I can trust him to do it. And I think that that has made surrender powerful in my life. It's not surrender for surrender's sake, but it's surrender to a higher power that I can trust and that I know will pick up the things that I, I can't control um, and the things that I don't really know and understand um, what I can do with. So that has rocked my world and been the key to my recovery. And I'm so grateful for it. Um, and that's what I wanted to share. Thanks. I'm Braden. It is now time to close the Rico 12 shares meeting. If you wish to share some of your recent experience, strength and hope, or have insights that you've gained from other speakers or other meetings, please follow the links in the show notes to our website and submit a recorded share there. You can also become a Rico 12 spearhead and financially support these projects by clicking on the support link in the show notes. Thanks. We will now launch off into the rest of our day with a prayer. Hey, this is Amanda B. recording the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi, also known as the Step 11 prayer. Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace, that where there is hatred I may bring love, that where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness. That where there is discord, I may bring harmony. That where there is error, I may bring truth. That where there is doubt, I may bring faith. That where there is despair, I may bring hope. That where there are shadows, I may bring light. That where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek rather than to comfort, than to be comforted, to understand, than to be understood, to love, than be loved. For it is by self-forgetting that one finds, it is by forgiving that one is forgiven, it is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. Keep coming back. It works when you work it. So work it. You are worth it.